0: You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure.
1: Welcome to The Uncommon Podcast, where I am your host, Ryan. And I'm Philip. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Whenever you're listening to this, we are honored that you would spend some of your most precious non-renewable resource, your time, Mm -hmm. with us, listening to us and hopefully implementing some, some things. And, yeah, it's our hope to bring great value and encouragement to your life as you navigate your own uncommon path, so... Yeah. In light of it being New Year's, Phil, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you know how I always like to surprise <laughs> you with a question. So, if your 2023 could be defined by one thing, mm. what would you want it to be defined by? Or maybe even to ask it another way, like, yeah. are, my you, word? Yeah, are you the type What's of person that does like a word I, for the year?
0: I had a friend that really got into that. So, we did that for a couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> you um, sound
1: like you have some conviction around this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I feel like I have a word and then i never go back and like think about the word. So right. that's why I'm like, meh, meh. Yeah. Uh, so I would say my word of the year would be simplify. Simplify. Yeah. Just a lot of things in my life, a lot of plates spinning. So how can we simplify things and just focus let it, on the ones yeah. that are most important?
1: Let a couple of those plates just smash to the ground or how do how do we simplify? Maybe, <laughs> maybe if that's what God wants. Yeah. But
0: I hope that God helps me simplify my life. Yeah.
1: Awesome. What awesome. about yours? Yeah. So I've never actually been a, a word of the year person. Uh, cause it, yeah, feels like a lot of pressure to kind of pick one word and and then have it just be, you know, prevalent throughout your year. But I've actually, um, I think I'm going to do it for 2023. Um, and I can kind of share how I arrived at this word, but do you have any guesses for what my word might be?
0: No, no Uh, guesses.
1: Uh,
0: intentional
1: intentional that's a good one it's not the, <laughs> it's bird the bird is the word no so my word that i've landed on is abundance ah, yeah that's good one. and i like the word there's an element of you know provision and prosperity it also contains the mm. word dance which is cool oh abundance.
0: yeah it does so look at you
1: <laughs> yeah are you curious how i kind of arrived for sure at this Well, real quick, I don't want to be rude. How did you arrive at the word intent or simplicity?
0: Well, just thinking about my life, just thinking about all the things that, you know, you deal with every day, you just kind of like, you know, you move when you move, you realize how much things you have collected and accumulated and you get super convicted of like, I shouldn't do that. And you do that every time. So, uh, kind of in my life, you don't really realize how many things that you're, you have responsibility for and you have things that, you know you're responsible for so uh over time it's just nice to then take a step back and simplify things trim trim the fat trim the fat yeah that's awesome and i'm not a guy that says no a lot so
1: yeah which isn't very conducive to simplicity (laughs) yeah yeah that makes
0: sense because i can't make my word no (laughs) you know
1: yeah it'd be like the opposite of the movie yes man you just be no man and say no to everything
0: Mm, yeah (laughs) could be helpful
1: but yeah there's a balance yeah yeah so I arrived at the word abundance because I you was... you got to
0: be re- careful with abundance.
1: I know, I know. That's the... Trust me, I'm going to say why this word concerns me. Okay, okay, get uh, it. And we'll unpack it. But yeah, I was reading and journaling on January 1st, okay, a couple weeks or a couple days ago. Yeah. At the time of this recording. And I read First Chronicles 4, which says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you will keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And it says, so God granted him what he requested. And I was reading this in a, in a devotional. And so it had some kind of expository uh, material with it as well. But as I reflected on Jabez's prayer and the reality of the new year before me, I felt like God's spirit, you know, put the word abundance on mm-hmm. my heart. And to be honest, like this word is something that I do struggle with. Uh, which is why I'm wanting to unpack it with you today on this episode, because I I know we serve a God who loves to bless his children with good things. Mm. And I also wrestle with like the tension of like falling into selfish, materialistic desires or, you know, prayers. And I know God is honored by like bold, specific prayers. But I also know these prayers need to come from like a pure and not a selfish heart. So just kind of wrestling with that even the idea of asking God to bless me abundantly, I think it brings up different questions like, okay, well, what is it that I truly mean when I say abundance? What is it I desire? Is it, you know, money, success, notoriety? Mm. Are those things inherently like sinful desires Uh, or is what I'm desiring just more of God, his presence, which I know alone satisfies. And then it's like the question, like, what does God mean when he talks about (laughs) abundance and like, what is his word? Yeah. How does his word unpack that? So right. a lot to consider. I don't want to just like take it at face value because I think you can take that and run with it in just some bad directions. Yeah. Uh huh. And so I'm curious what you think. Like how does this question and this idea of abundance like strike your ear
0: Yeah. initially? I go straight to like the prosperity gospel. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's I think the pitfall. Yep. And so I think it's really good to talk through yep. what does this mean? To make sure that like God, like it's great that you said that you're, you know, you're now a father. So you really do like to give good gifts to your children. Yeah. And even that passage in the Bible, like you're not going to give them snakes. Yeah. You're going to give them good things and you want to do that. Uh, And so to pray for good things that will come to you isn't a bad thing, but I think a lot of people will go to this prosperity gospel. So define that for our listeners right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, just like the health and wealth gospel, I think it's just it. It takes God's promises in certain verses and passages out of context, basically paints it as like it's God's will for you to only be blessed and not to go through any trials. So, you know, a true follower of, of God will, will have a life of material wealth and, mm-hmm. and health. And then it even gets into like if you ex- are experiencing trials or times where maybe of sickness – then it's because of, of sin or because mm-hmm. you didn't pray hard enough or with enough faith. And mm-hmm. I think as we really unpack God's word in this entire context, we just see like that is not the true heart of the gospel. Right. Many good godly people have suffered. Job comes to mind. Yes. <laughs> and Job. there was um, That's a great there was an encounter that Job had with God in his trials in which, you know, he says like, surely... I had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. So even just like a walking away from that with a a new experience of God. And then, yes, like God does bless the latter half of or the latter part of Job's life far more than the uh, former. Um, but ultimately, the greatest blessing that Job walked away with is just like a fresh and new encounter mm-hmm. with God.
0: Yeah, I love that Job thing, because all his friends are trying to justify, why is this happening to you? <laughs> and even Job is like, what is going on? So he goes to his friends, his closest confidants, and they're like, well, it must be because of your sin, you right. know, like, and really what it, what it ended up being is like, God just wanted to say like, no, I'm glory. Like this is, I'm all powerful. And like, I want you to trust me. Yeah. And obviously Satan was there to tempt him and, yeah. and was going after Job. And so I think that's good. I also like Paul in prison and Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, yep. which is probably like my passion verse. If I was going to say one verse, uh, it's also my dad's favorite. So But I think it's funny because the older I get and the deeper in faith I get, the more that comes to light as he's not talking about like, I can do a triple backflip off this diving board or I can do this amazing thing in the sports. What he's talking about is I can have, and I can be joyful in a circumstance of utter like chaos Mm. and he's in prison. And what he's saying is like, no matter my circumstance, I can still rely on the gospel and what God and Jesus has done for me and my salvation. And in that, no matter what sermon, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so Christ is who's strengthening him. And if you know anything about that whole book, uh, it's powerful because he's not only in prison, But he's ministering and sharing the gospel with the prison guards and seeing radical change, heart change, obviously from the Lord. And then they're going out of the prison walls and like impacting other people. So, like, you can't hold him back because you just can't hold back the gospel and Jesus, which I love that. So,
1: yeah, that's awesome. And if you know anything about Paul's life, especially once he started following Christ, like it was a hard life. It wasn't easy. No, no, yeah. So, I think even just taking a step back, In asking, like, what does God's word mean when it uses the word abundant? So I'll try to kind of shed some light as best as I can. Um, So the word abundant originates from the Greek periosos, meaning exceeding some number or measure or rank or need over and above, more than is necessary, superior or surpassing. And according to the Bible Hub concordance, the word abundant is featured 124 times in God's word. And I'll just share some Kind of quick verses. Uh, so Matthew 9.37, Jesus' words says, The harvest is abundant or plentiful, but the reapers are few. John 10.10, 10, uh, Jesus, in identifying himself as the good shepherd, tells his disciples that the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life, that they have may have life more abundantly. Uh, Matthew 23.14, Jesus' words uh, to the Pharisees, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! because you eat of the houses of the widows and for a pretense make long prayers because of this, you shall receive more abundant judgment. And then Genesis six, five, this is the Lord. He says, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was abundant, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually continuously. So we see that abundance can be used to describe an exceeding amount of good as well as an exceeding (laughs) amount of evil. Right. Um, so yeah, kind of what reflections, you know, do you have as you hear those passages and just kind of think about the concept of abundance, like on our faith journey?
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think it's good to think about that and you don't really normally think of abundant as something evil, but it absolutely can be. And so I think that's, it's wise to think about both, right? Right.
1: Yeah. There's like two sides of that coin. You can, yeah, you can go a very bad direction with it. I think, uh, as I was thinking about this topic, a couple of things emerged for me is that God is the source of all goodness, like he is a benevolent and generous God, like he is the giver of all good gifts. Um, one passage that I've shared several times on this show is Ephesians three twenty. It says now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power at work in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations. So if God can do abundantly more than what I'm capable of asking or imagining, then I should be asking him to do some pretty miraculous, like audacious things in my marriage, my family and career. And then another verse is first Corinthians two, nine, like what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. So again, it just going back to like, we can't even comprehend the good things that God wants to give us in this life and in the next, but we should be practicing bold
0: faith and great expectations to like receive those good gifts. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, you're, you have abundance like in the, like America, us, I feel like we have just a lot of things. Um, And then just, we've done some things about fasting and thinking about other countries who are starving, you know, like we don't really do that (laughs) here in this country, unless we physically tell ourselves to, or mentally like we're going to take a break from eating. But man, we have it pretty good like in yeah. our life. So if you're listening to this, you are probably got a lot of blessings in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's good to take time to reflect on those. We're even going to talk about that right now because right. that will produce gratitude and, right. and
0: perspective. So I think the question that we wanted to kind of talk through or riff on a little bit is, how do we pray to ask God for abundance without falling in the trap of prosperity, gospel thinking, greed, selfishness, materialism, Like, how do we do that? Yeah. So we wanted to take a couple of times, like Ryan's done a really good job, he always does. Like, you know me, I'm gonna just push record. But he's done a great job of like really thinking through this. And the first thing, and I love this, and it's probably my favorite one, uh, is just to reflect on God's past goodness and faithfulness in your life. And so one thing that I love doing when I'm counseling somebody or coaching somebody and they're in a really tough spot, trial maybe, like uh, I always tell them like, okay, take yourself out of here. Let's talk about earlier in your life. When have you been in a trial? When have you like gone through something that's been hard and tell me how God has met you there Mm -hmm. and then kind of work through that. And it's really easy. Hindsight's 2020, how God has orchestrated his hand through all of that. But sometimes when you're in the throes of it, it's like you don't see how he's working that. Yeah. Um, And so you can get in a really dark place pretty quickly uh, because you just don't see that, and so I think that's one of the most powerful tools for emboldening our prayers and faith is to look back uh, and see how God's answered and been faithful to us and how He's shown us. So,
1: yeah, I think uh, even just to share a quick passage mm-hmm. on reflection, like right. Lamentations, can be a surprising book on like the for topic sure. of like wow. gratitude and really blessing going after it. But uh, chapter three, it really does have a beautiful passage around God's faithfulness. It says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. So even going back to what you said, if you're listening to this, like you have abundance. Yeah. Every morning we have new mercies from God. Love that. Great is his faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly
0: for the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. I love that. You know, in Psalms, uh, one forty five it says one generation commands your works to another. They tell all of your mighty acts. They speak of a glorious splendor and your majesty, and I will meditate on your works and thinking about just about generational blessings. Yeah. And just thinking of like how good I have it. Right. And but it, it's because of the generational blessings that are mm. passed down. It's really humbling to think mm-hmm. that maybe it's just not me that's right. amazing, yeah. which is usually never the case. So, yeah. but I love just looking back, looking back from maybe your, not only your life, but even lives before you and generations before you. What a powerful.
1: Right. And thinking about how the life I live is going to impact my children and grandchildren and...
0: Amen what we do echoes
1: for eternity. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hit him with uh, the
0: next one? All right. Yeah. Seek more of God above all else. And so that's where I think like uh, sometimes fasting can be a powerful thing here Mm. uh, is just ridding yourself of all distractions and like really focusing on, you know, God above all else, not focusing on your wants, your needs, but God's will in your life and making sure that your life is in line with his will will really help
1: yeah yeah you actually touched on this passage from luke 11 uh, it says which of you fathers if your son asks for fish will give him a snake instead or if he asks for an egg will give him a scorpion this is a different time back then there's just like snakes and scorpions yep. everywhere uh, but if you if you then rough day. though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how yeah. much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask him I think it's important to note, like Jesus gives two examples of these material requests made by these hypothetical children for a fish and an egg. Mm-hmm. And then he contrasts those requests with like the gift of the Holy Spirit. So in this passage, like Jesus is exhorting us to seek and ask God for more of his spirit mm-hmm. and his presence above any other material requests right. that we we might have.
0: Right. Uh, and, and in Matthew 6, 31 to 34... Uh, I'll just kind of paraphrase what I was kind of talking about, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and thinking of being a father and like, there's sometimes where it's time to discipline my children, but I'm doing that for their good. Mm -hmm. And it might not seem like that at the time for them, but really understanding the best for them. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. uh, And then all these other things will kind of be giving to you as well. So pretty powerful stuff. For sure. Yeah, so that's seek more of God above
1: all else. Number three is don't be double-minded. So Don't do it. Important passage, James 1, 5 through 8. And I hope you appreciate, like, we're not trying to... We're not experts. And we're (laughs) also not trying to convince you of these things from our own opinions. Like, we're trying to take from the Word of God and and interpret it um, honestly and really let that influence how we think about all this. But this passage, uh, James 1, 5 through 8, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Who gives generously, again, God giving generously to all without finding Hmm. fault, it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Being mindful and honest about our doubts, like I'll admit I experience doubt at times.
0: Uh, at times? Yeah. Or every day. <laughs> every day, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I think, like, any honest follower of Christ will admit, yeah. like, you experience doubt right. from time to time. But I think it's what we do with our doubt that impacts the effectiveness of our prayers. Like, are we holding on to that doubt or are we surrendering it to God? And there's, I love the story of the father in, in Mark 9. His son is possessed by an evil spirit. Mm. And Jesus, you know, he questions the man's doubt. He's saying, like, if I can, he says, everything is possible for one who believes. And I love the man's reply. He says, I do believe. believe. Help Help me me overcome my unbelief. unbelief. I think it's just one of the most honest responses in God's word is like the man professes his faith while also acknowledging like and asking God to help him overcome his doubt. And Jesus honors the man's request and he does deliver his son.
0: So, yeah, powerful. So the fourth thing is put your faith in God, not yourself. Uh, What a powerful thing. That'll preach. Yeah, that'll preach. <laughs> uh, it can be tempting to believe in like my own control and my own answers, but understanding that like, to be honest with you, like you don't control, I don't control anything. And to to start that and put that in perspective quickly when when you're dealing with things like this is pretty powerful, like especially because the whole prosperity gospel is putting yourself in this prideful position where I deserve this or mm-hmm. I'm entitled like that's really off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so put your faith in God and not in yourself. And I think this is powerful just to surround yourself with people that know your weaknesses, that are bold enough to talk to, in loving manner through those and see like, hey, I see this. Uh, and and this could be something that you're dealing with. Obviously, that's something that the Holy Spirit will have to convict you as well. But it, he can use other people to do that. So it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, so... It could be tempting to believe that the answers or my prayers are dependent on the quality or size of my faith. Uh, if I just prayed harder, I believe more. Mm. That type of thinking places an emphasis on us, not God. And in Luke seventeen six, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say this tree be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it'll obey you. Wow. Uh, think about that power. If you actually did that and saw that happening, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably why it's never happened to me. Because God's <laughs> like, you can't control your, <laughs> your pride. Uh, so, and then Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That goes back to our second point yeah. in seeking God above all else. Good callback. Uh, and then God doesn't require any of us uh, to have amazing or huge faith, just have faith in him. So that mustard seed gives me hope that maybe I, I can do this. Right,
1: right. That's awesome. Yeah. Number five. So to the spirit and not to the flesh. And this is one that is really important to me as I was thinking about walking in God's abundance. Like the idea of our spiritual walk is just forefront in my mind. So God's word tells us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling in humility, gentleness, patience and love. That's Ephesians 4 uh, verse 1 and 2. And then, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. That's First John one verse seven. So, I think it's one thing to pray and ask for God's ab- abundance in our lives, but if we're then choosing to walk in secret or public sin, we contradict and like nullify mm. our prayers. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a couple more verses I can share, but kind of what's your immediate reflection on just the importance of our daily walk in? inviting god's abundance into our lives
0: yeah i mean just that daily time in the word i can't tell you how many times it's like whoa spoke to exactly what i was dealing mm-hmm. with um and you've heard the times and it's probably happened it's happened in my life where you just open up the bible and kind of start reading it's like that was right what i what needed I needed yeah so i think it's powerful just to have that time in the word or time in the right book um he can use that um but really meditating on that, how is God speaking to you, right? Um, I think a lot of times God uses his word to speak to us verbally, <laughs> almost.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah, Galatians 6, verse nine, 7 through 9, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption but he who sows to the spirit will have the spirit reap everlasting life Mm. and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So this idea of like we, we reap what we sow. If I'm reaping of my flesh, should I expect God's abundance in my life? Yeah. Right. Probably not. Now you can make the argument, well, there are plenty of evil people that are wealthy and have, you know, everything that you could want in this world. It's like, yeah, maybe, but they have things of this world that truly won't satisfy them. And odds are they're not always going to have those things. Like, more often than not, those people will fall. Right. Um, but we want to reap of the Spirit and have God's blessings, His presence. And yeah, that might also in turn lead to abundance in un- other areas of our lives.
0: Right. Uh, I've always heard the saying, you will find what you seek. Hmm. And I think that's powerful in the positive, the, uh, the like, God glorifying abundance and then the evil abundance, like where are you at? And also to the whole, you know, the whole gateway drug, you know, marijuana is a gateway drug. But then uh, over time your body gets like, I still want to seek after something bigger. And that's why they, you know, people get into this trap of going down this yeah. horrible thing. But I think also in any sin, you give the devil a foothold in your life and you know there is no path that goes to life. It's yeah. all deep, deep, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And so, what are you seeking after, and what are you wanting in your life? Um, and then also that's a good litmus test on what's happening and where are you going, mm-hmm. because you can see that. And I've seen a lot of this play out, unfortunately, in other people's lives, but that they have introduced sin and it ends in total destruction. Yeah. It ends in death. It ends in yeah. absolute death and despair. And there's no, but as much as they think, well, this is satisfying me. This will satisfy me. And so it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. It's good. Sixth thing, uh, ask with pure motives and trust God with the outcome. Wow. That's hard to do. Easy to say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you may be listening to this thinking That's all great in theory, but I prayed and asked God for abundance before and I didn't get it. So what do you say to that, Ryan? Yeah,
1: um, James 4, verse 1 and 3 is going to shed light on that. So it's just saying, like, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you don't have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. This is touching on like, what are the motives of our heart? Like, are we asking for things from God, you know, to Mm. to give him glory Mm, in our lives or is it just selfish
0: gain that we desire? And you think about, you know, trust God with the outcome. Even Jesus did this in the Garden of Yosemite and thinking about like, take this, but it's not my will, it's yours. And I'm totally paraphrasing that. But, and God's like, no, like he didn't. And praise the Lord, like this was his perfect rescue plan for us. Uh, and because he was obedient, we now have eternal life through what he's done. Yep. Like, let's go. Yep. So,
1: Yeah, there are going to be times that we've all experienced where we're praying and asking God for a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're praying to maybe spare, or deliver us from, or someone we love from hardship, maybe it's sickness. And in his sovereignty, God may choose not to answer that prayer in the way that we desire or we think he should. And that is a hard reality oh, uh, in our walk. I think right. that is something that... People can allow to create doubt in their faith. Um, but again, like Isaiah 55, nine says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so God is, is sovereign. Like he is outside of space and time. He sees all of eternity. We only see the past in like this moment. Oh. I don't even know what's going to happen an right. hour from now. Right. And And so our prayers, like when we approach God in prayer, asking for abundance, our prayers reveal like what we believe about God and whether or not we truly trust in his perfect will for our lives. So... I mean there's it also the passage of like the persistent widow. So there's there's truth to like persisting in your prayer and maybe God isn't saying no, but he's saying not right now. Yeah. But he wants to see that 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 exercise of faith as we continue to come Discipline. with him with our need Obedience. and he is yeah, he is a loving God. Like he will not turn to a deaf
0: ear to us. Right. So these six I think things aren't an extensive list by anything, but a sound place us for for us to start to seek to honor God and praying and waiting for his abundance in our lives, which goes to your word. I might have to record this and, and play this a couple times. Yeah. This year. Yeah. I'll have to listen back on it continue to think about it. But yeah, let's kind
1: of close with a question I want to ask you, like Phil, what are some ways that you personally want to pray and ask mm-hmm. God to bless you with abundance over this, this 2023?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think just being his will, like that's where I feel like the most excited And even when it isn't something that I get excited about, knowing that it is his perfect will, that he'll use me for his glory, um, there's a servant aspect to that. Like we're all a slave to somebody. I'm glad I'm a slave to the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. And so how can I be in his, one, give me wisdom to know what his will is. That would be the first thing. And then also then if he would use me in any, even a small place on his team to get us to the touchdown, like that would be (laughs) sweet. Um, I'd be excited about that. So one, ask for wisdom. Two, just be in his will. And then understand what his will is would be really fun. But I know that that probably won't happen. So understand that he works all things for his glory.
1: Yeah. As you think about abundance and God, you know, doing far more than what you ask or imagine, like what would be one thing you would love and, and pray for God to do like with the uncommon?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good question. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. like my prayer is that we can impact a lot of people and it almost gives people like just a shake. (laughs) Almost like there is, it's real. Like life is real. Although it's super hard and there's lots of responsibilities. There are times where like, you just kind of need to be woken up and be held accountable, be obedient and disciplined because we have responsibilities and God has given us and stewarded these things. So like, how can we be a good with the things he's given us Mm -hmm. and be a good steward of that? it's hard and I'm telling you like I need this more than anybody Mm. and that's why you and I both are super passionate about this because we're not saying that we're the best at it we're saying that we wish that there was something out there like this And up to this point, we haven't seen that with the faith component. Mm. There's been really powerful things and awesome. There's all types
1: of organizations that, you know, plan fun outings. Yeah, even like guys trip stuff, but
0: never are there. And they probably are some powerful conversations that are happening. But knowing that this is intentional conversations that you're stepping into this, although very scary, Mm. but that the fruit of that can be powerful when you're starting to really process through what does this mean and how can I apply this and how can you hold me accountable to apply what I just learned because there's so many times where I go to a great conference and want to do something and never do anything. Mm, yeah. And so to have a community around you to be able to have the same, I guess, core values almost yeah. uh, and want to be focusing on the same six pillars as we say, but you know, it's really helpful just to kind of work through those just relationships that I have or the work that I get to do every day My health, like my body's a temple, Um, stewardship, which kind of encompasses all these, but then casting a vision is, this is kind of an abundance thing a little bit uh, in that. And then obviously your faith and how does that ground us and how do we go to the scriptures and start seeing some of these topics and help us kind of process through. So
1: what about you? Yeah, that's good. Thanks for uh, elaborating on that. I think when I think about abundance, like it, it has to start with my relationship with Christ. So Just praying to get to a deeper place of intimacy and Mm. abiding with him, Mm. feeling more desire for the things of God. So his word and just giving myself over more to like a spirit of of worship, joyfully serving, you know, my wife and kids and just people in general and just less of a desire for the idols of this world. Because I'll be honest, like in my flesh, I still desire and chase after those things (laughs) from time to time. And so it's not a matter of me willing myself out of that or just trying harder.
0: It's pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. right?
1: It's a matter of just surrendering more yeah. to God. And then that abundance of relationship with him is going to permeate my marriage and my family and my health and my work and, and finances and all my other relationships and my vision. And so even as that kind of trickles down to the uncommon, you know, my prayer is, for God's generous provision to glow th- grow this platform and spread this message for his glory. Like we're not trying to build our own platform where Phil and Ryan look right. awesome. awesome and like we've got it all figured yeah. out. We'll, we'll never get there. That's not even our goal. Right. But just growing the community with other like high minded men. I, I kind of stray from like minded because I, I get the sentiment there. But I don't wanna be surrounded by people that are that think like me. I, want, I want guys I, I appreciate that. I'll yeah, take that. I want guys who think differently than me and can challenge the way uh, I, yeah. I see the world yeah. and have different core values. And it's, um, it's gonna make me reassess why I think the way I do and whether those are right. true convictions or if maybe they're opinions I can let go of. Yeah. But ultimately like God's gonna do far more like we have a picture of what we want like our experience to look like and yeah. we've got some pretty big dreams for that. And I'm just like God. Just do way bigger than that, yeah. and and create a community that goes beyond Greater Des Moines, yeah. outside of Iowa, across yeah. the the country, and right. impacts the lives of you know countless men and women.
0: I'd say the things that we can do and the uncommon and the experiences are one thing, but the experience that God can put together with just people is yeah. like you can never right. plan for that for sure. So, yeah, that's good. That's really good, man. Yeah. There we go. What do you say? Abundance.
1: <laughs> abundance. Yeah, I think maybe uh, take time to reflect on God's goodness in your life and then maybe write down your own list of, of ways that you would pray and ask God uh, to bless your life with abundance. Uh, but really reflect on, as we've talked about, just like what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what is? What are the motives of your heart as you you know pursue that? Um, because it's always important that we... Guard our hearts from letting you know sinful influences right. kind of infiltrate. So,
0: all right, so we're going to close, and you're going to pray for us. All right, I feel like that's awesome. important. We pray every week, uh, Ryan and I. About never done it on the show. We've never done it on the show, and I feel like this is the time. Hopefully, I haven't forgot how. <laughs> <laughs> he has it. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us with abundance. Mm. Thank you that you are a benevolent and generous God, and and ultimately the the greatest gift we have. In your son, Jesus, the salvation we have in him because of his death and his resurrection and that in Christ we have all things that we need. And Mm -hmm. just as we, you know, prepare for this new year and and try to cast vision, I pray that that would just start with stepping into a deeper place of abiding in you. And as we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, like we can trust you that you will add all those other things, all of that other abundance in our marriage, in our relationships with our kids and our friendships, at our jobs, mm-hmm. in our our health, uh, in our finances, God, and that's not to say that we that you won't allow us to experience trial and hardship, but you do that because those things discipline us; those things refine our faith, and that in and of itself is such a great blessing and gift that you give us. So, whether we are at a time where we're at the top of the mountain or down in the valley or anywhere in between, God, let us see the abundance that you have given us and seek to share that with uh, the world around us because we are surrounded by people who are lost and stumbling around in the dark. So can we share that light of Christ with them and um, just draw them over into your family? We pray this all in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.